Sentire Media. Ciao a tutti and welcome to Venice Talks, a podcast series about Venice in Italy. My name is Monica Cesarato and I am a Venetian food and travel blogger. I'm going to put my insider knowledge at your disposal to help you discover Venice at 360 degrees. Each week I will be chatting to the people who really matter, the Venetian. So follow me on the discovery of his artisans, writers, fashion designers, artists, glassmakers, bloggers and much, much more. Come to visit Venice the right and sustainable way. You can find me on my blog www.monicacesarato.com and also on all social media. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to Venice Talks, episode number 21. Welcome back to Venice Talks. My special guest today is Elena Almanzi. She is a rowing champion and she's one of the instructors of Row Venice. Ciao Elena, how are you? Ciao, I'm fine, thank you. Okay, let's first of all explain what is Row Venice. So Row Venice is a big uh, um, association, no-profit association. Um, with uh, only women involved and mm-hmm. uh, all these women uh, teach us how to row to the people uh, especially foreigners and tourists who want to visit Venice and see Venice from another point of view mm-hmm. so we basically teach uh, to the other people how to row in the Venetian style mm-hmm. and uh, we try to share our passion which is uh, Venice, uh, Venetian style of rowing and trying to keep it alive because it's like disappearing with the, mm-hmm. the locals in the city of Venice. Mm-hmm. So when was um, uh, Row Venice started? Uh, quite a long time ago, wasn't it? Uh, kind of 15 years ago. Oh, okay, uh, that's quite long. Right. It's like a long time. In the beginning, we were just Jane, who was the founder of the association. Then there was me. Mm-hmm. It was yeah, kind of 15 years ago. And then slowly, okay. when people started to arrive uh, and started to be uh, interested in learning how to row, we had to uh, ask other people to join us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, right now we are around 20, a bit more than 20 uh, women instructors. Wow! I remember the days when you first started, it was only about three or four of you. Oh my God, yeah. I didn't realize there's so many of you. That is nice. Um, I noticed something on your website that, uh, apart from all being women, but I love that, um, you are uh, from different countries, not necessarily just Venetians, right? Yes, we are so many people, so we're all different, like we have different uh, lives, but uh, what uh, connected us is like the love for the rowing, mm-hmm. and there's uh, um, a girl from France, a girl from uh, Germany, a couple from the United States. Uh, then there's obviously yeah, Jane, who's, uh, we can say, <laughs> after she's a mix. Engl- English. Yeah, she's a mix of everything. And, and then uh, <laughs> Italian as well. So, yeah, we are, we are so many, we, we are so many different people. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we, we just love rowing and uh, <laughs> this is what we do, actually. And most yeah. of us take part I, I, in the I, I, rowing I, competitions, so. I know, I know. I was gonna go into that as well. But uh, let, let let's talk first about uh, let's talk first about Rovaniso. So you organize uh, uh, your company. You uh, organize uh, courses where you teach uh, wh- whoever wants to 
uh, how to learn Venetian rowing. Let's explain, first of all, what is so particular about Venetian rowing? Why is it so different from other styles? So it's one of the styles of rowing in which you are standing up rather than sitting down. We face the front of the boat because in the small canals of Venice, if you face the back, you bump into everything that is in front of your boat. So mm -hmm. it's always suggested to see where you're going. So we row standing up and facing the front of the boat and all our like things, our equipment is made of wood and handmade here in Venice. So following the, all the traditions of uh, handcraft and stuff. And mm -hmm. uh, in my opinion is the most, uh, we can say evolved style of rowing because mm -hmm. we use mainly our body motion and body weight rather than our muscles and our power. So it's not only a sport, it was meant to be a way to transport the things and carry stuff. So people couldn't be tired after a day of rowing. So. Mm -hmm. It's not yeah, really a sport in which you work hard and then after a couple of hours you're completely destroyed. It's a way to, to move. Mm -hmm. So it's meant to be uh, a lighter thing to do. And mm -hmm. uh, this is the reason why it can be done by everyone because if you don't want to kind of work harder, you can do it uh, even in a relaxing way without uh, mm -hmm. dying. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, because it, it, it developed in a way because obviously that was the way everybody moved around in Venice in the old days before uh, the uh, motorboats came along. Um, and obviously, the course, when you say everybody, you do mean everybody because I know you do courses for children as well, right? Yes, uh, everyone can do this. Like I started when I was three or something like that years old. Oh my so. God, how could you do it at three? You couldn't even reach the row. <laughs> <laughs> how did you do it <laughs> i had to kind of like throw the kid in the boat and let uh, let she row like this is what happened but uh, <laughs> it, it was nice i mean obviously when you're small really small like three years old you have a smaller or of course the boat is that uh, you can't row in a smaller boat i mean but the, the, the oar is a bit smaller so Okay, that must be so cool. So how old are the children, uh, the youngest you accept uh, in, 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 the, in your courses? Because I, I don't think you get the three years old. But, yeah, there, there are every kind of person who come in our boats. Obviously, if we have uh, families, uh, they might be even three, four years old. All right, okay, cool. Like to, tomorrow, we're going to have a class with uh, 2.5. They wrote down a years old, so two, two years and a half. Oh, wow, okay. <laughs> uh, but That's obviously, like, you can't, uh, you can't uh, like, pretend to row. Like, I mean, you, you can't row by yourself at two years old if you're not uh, a Venetian. Like, I mean, if you don't really, uh, if you're not into this uh, sport. So it's not yeah. something that you say, yeah, if, you yeah, are, if you are three years old, you jump in a boat and you already know how to do that. This is not how it works. Yeah, yeah, you, have to, you have to yeah, yeah. Uh, be accompanied by somebody who actually holds the oar for you once you understand how it, you have, uh, what you have to do. And then there are yeah. children that learn in an easier way than others. But uh, I can say that if uh -huh. you are four years old, like a kid of four years old can definitely learn how to row and can do that oh wow so 
Oh, okay. So if I can, I probably can as well. Then, how how long does it take, more or less? How many hours? How many does it take? Hours, days? How long does it take to get a basic at least to say, well, I kind of went forward. So uh, the Venetian style of rowing is a basically an easy, easy movement to do. It's an easy sport to be done, but. Um, in even in one hour you can uh, get it i mean in one hour you can be a good a pretty good rower uh, oh you can't uh, steer the boat by yourself in a one hour of course but you can uh, row as uh, we can say the propeller of the boat you know the person who actually rows without uh, thinking about going right and left that oh, is wow. something you can definitely do in one hour okay and then uh, you can uh, like practice. Uh, I saw that in around five hours of practicing, you can be uh, you can be pretty good in uh, rowing on the back as well. Obviously, okay. this is a sport in which you never stop learning. I mean, you, le you learn uh, new things every day. Um, because uh, like I row since I was yeah really like three four years old so. Uh, now I'm 30 and I'm still learning new things because you're in Venice uh -huh. people are not really happy to share with you their secrets <laughs> so what the people, <laughs> yeah, what people a, tell you that's so many like, look at me yeah they just say <laughs> if you if you want to row in a better way you have to uh, uh, like look at me and uh, steal yeah. with your eyes my secrets because i will never tell you my secrets oh right okay. oh, so so, you so have to yeah you have to think about what to do you have to kind of yeah uh, think yeah. you have to think and to um, take your own style based on what you think it might be right thinking about all the people you see rowing like mm -hmm. uh, you may say yeah that person rose pretty well so i would like to row in more or less the same way so you have to see what that person do mm. and what thinking about what you're doing wrong so it's something in which you you're mm -hmm. by yourself we can say so you never stop learning so uh -huh. i can tell you that in one hour you can row pretty well on the front which is the the position in which uh, uh -huh. you don't uh, think about uh, driving you can say the boat so and you are Actually, can since is is you know most of the people are foreign people or in generally tourists that yeah. try your 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 courses is quite good because they learn it, but at the same time they got time to look around their surroundings and enjoy Venice as it is, right? Yes, like you see the city from another point of view. I mm -hmm. always say that I love rowing because especially in these modern time in which the city is completely full of tourists and it's kind of impossible to live as a mm. local. The only way to escape uh, is uh, going away from, from the, the streets uh, and go in the canals by boat yeah. because uh, tourists cannot uh, walk on waters yet. Of course. But I think it's actually a great way to, uh, you know, a tourist. I mean, the reason this podcast was born because I wanted to uh, incentivize people to stay to Venice longer than two or three days, but maybe like for a week uh, and it means if people stay for a week they can do things a bit slower and uh, the kind of courses that you offer is a great way to do that to do venice in a slow way and as you say to see venice with a different point of view 
I remember the first, because I'm from the countryside, I'm not Venetian, and I remember the first time I literally went on a proper boat, so not, not a vaporetto, taxi, whatever, but, you know, a, 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 you know, a rowing boat was with Nan, and I remember she took me um, around, and I was, like, into a panic, <laughs> because all of a sudden it was like, okay, this moves a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> being from the countryside is like uh, you know put me onto water but now I, you know it's like me when i'm trying to drive a car you know? ah! <laughs> <laughs> yes you can do this simile <laughs> exactly exactly but at the same time it was probably one of the most beautiful experiences of my life because as you say you you do get to see venice from a totally point different point of view i mean first you're much lower i think and, and you get so close to the walls and I don't know, I, I just love it. Every time somebody says to me, Monica, do you want to come on a boat? I'm like, yep, straight away. I mean, <laughs> it's got to be that I don't get to row anything. I can just want to be a passenger, but I love it. So let's go back to, uh, to you instead. So you're a rowing champion. You come from a family of rowing champions. Um. Let's talk about, about this, uh, you know, the rowing as a sport in Venice. Is it still, I mean, I know what it's like, but let's tell people, is it still very big? We can say that rowing, uh, like rowing in this style of rowing in Venice uh, is like having the Olympic Games. Mm -hmm. The problem is that uh, uh, nowadays there are not so many people living in Venice. Mm -hmm. So we are less than 50,000 locals and just a small percentage is actually interested in, the, in this uh, Olympic, uh, local Olympic Games. So mm -hmm. less people living in the city means le less people interested in the local rowing and means that the, the thing is not a thing, we can say, as it used to be in the past. Uh, mm -hmm. So there are still people interested in the rowing because it's something, in my opinion, amazing. Like a race, uh, like seeing a race is something that uh, like really <laughs> shakes you. Every mm -hmm. time I invite some friends of mine uh, following a race by boat, uh, uh, when it, it's their first time, they actually always say like, this is amazing. Like you are like really into the race and uh, it, it's really exciting. Uh, and but people uh -huh. don't know that, uh, you know, like you must be uh, into that. Uh, then the city, yeah. uh, the city of Venice, which is actually uh, the organizer of uh, the most important races of the year, um, is not like really uh, into it. They just organize the race yeah. and say, do it. Uh, they, even if the yeah. races uh, used to be something like a tourist attraction, because this is what they used to be, yeah. and is what they are uh, mm -hmm. right now as well, uh, is strange that the city is not kind of using them as uh, a tourist yeah. attraction. They just yeah. organize them yeah. and they say, do that. And uh, if and somebody want to follow the race, uh, you can't do that if you don't have your own boat, if you don't yeah. know where to stay. So there is exactly. a lack of uh, information given to the people yeah. and as well for yeah, the because, Storica, so which is the most yeah, important because most of, of the year. Most of the people, exactly, because most of the people know about the regatta. Storica, but what's a very in one thing I really noticed every time I come to the Regatta Storica is that everybody stays for the historical part, 
But as soon as the race starts, then more or less the, you know, the audience leaves, the public leaves. And it's so sad because I think he's the most exciting part of a historic regatta. Um, and how many actually races do you have per year, generally? So for women, it should be like seven, seven okay. or eight, more or less. Okay. Uh, we have races in four, one race in four for people per boy, one race in uh, like one race solo, and most of the other, and all the other races are in, in couples. Okay. So you basically have the same rowing partner for the entire season. Okay. Uh, and then uh, you take part in the race solo if you are brave enough to do uh -huh. it. Okay. If you like to do it, because some sometimes when you row on the front of the boat, you are not really good in rowing on the back, okay. or you're, yeah. you've never been interested in doing that. So yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Because uh, when when you are like little and you want to do this sport, uh, there is always somebody looking at you and say. You are tall, you're strong, you should be the engine of the boat, so you will be on the front. Mm. So from that moment, you will never move from there. Ah, okay. You don't then there are a lot of people like, yeah, my dad look at me and say, you're small, you're short, uh, you're light, you cannot be uh, an engine, you have to be on the back steering. Okay, okay. So I've never rode on the front of a boat. Okay. You never even so tried? Yeah, I, I can do it. But, but you just don't uh, like I, it. I, no, I, I don't have the, 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 the body, the shape okay. of my body yeah, is yeah, not yeah, the build. good for that. Of because, course. Because uh, yeah, it's like having a bodybuilder and a marathon athlete. Oh, okay. Uh, so, no, not a bodybuilder. Like, yeah. yeah, no, but I understand what you're Something trying to like say. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, so, it's like more or less muscles on the front. Uh, and resistance and yeah a bit less of muscles on the back uh, uh -huh. resistance but uh, uh kind of you must be when you're on the back uh, uh we can say uh, not smart enough but uh, you you have to uh, keep some energies and mm -hmm. use them to see where you have to go mm -hmm. to to drive yeah because if you are too tired Mm -hmm. and you can't uh, see where you're going, uh, you're going to bump into the other boats and stuff like that. Of so course. you must be always uh, uh, awake. Mm -hmm. How long does uh, usually a race last? So it can be around a maximum seven kilometers. Uh, okay. And uh, that means a maximum 40 minutes. But... Uh, oh, oh, sorry, I missed you. How many minutes? Sorry. 40. Zero, ah, okay. Oh, gosh. Yeah, but 40 minutes really, really, really pushing it, as in a yeah. strength, as in, a, you know, you're not going slow, yes. you're going really fast. No, yeah, yeah, you roll fast. We, it depends on the rowers and on the style of rowing of the people, but the average stroke space is around like between 42 and 48 strokes per minute when you are in like wow just rowing and during the race when you start you may reach even 55 strokes per minute 56 okay all right now one thing that i know one question that i've got that i know years ago it was brought up and i think it's still a problem obviously these races they are races and there are prices 
Am I right in saying that women are not, don't get the same prices as the men? So we did a huge battle for that. Like I'm, I've been involved, I have to say, in this battle because I made this as my battle, actually. Yeah, uh, yeah, rightly with so. Jane, uh, with Jane as well. Mm-hmm. We were really disappointed because, uh, uh, like, thinking that the public administration, which is the city of Venice administration, was organizing some races, uh, giving some prices with public money, and making mm-hmm. a huge difference between men and women, we thought that was completely unfair. And we Absolutely. said, like, okay, if we pay the same amount of taxes, you should of course. give the same amount of prices because we're doing exactly the same thing. Exactly. And so the city of Venice started to promise, promise and promise and promise and promise, and the years were passing and passing and passing till last year. Um, uh, Monica was... Uh, uh, a really good politician actually here in the city council mm-hmm. she said to the uh, to the mayor we can say mm-hmm. party uh, we have some money and we can use them to make uh, all the prices equal and mm-hmm. the guy was actually the guy the man who's uh, the we can say the the man of the traditions in the mm-hmm. city administration said no because the tradition says that women don't ah, have to okay. uh, and also the rowers don't want to have the equality between uh, women and men I said the ah, rowers ah. we were there listening because it was like a remote uh, uh, uh-huh. meeting of the public administration yeah, yeah. we were looking say what is this guy saying like it's uh, seven years that we keep asking it to raise the prices oh of God. women and now you say that you don't want extra money that somebody is kind of giving you yeah. to make things equal you say i don't want them because the rowers don't want the yeah. equality it's like ah oh so my god war kept going till uh, this uh, this uh, woman monica brought to the thing in the parliament oh wow and well when the mayor saw that was a uh, damage for his image of course he said okay let's make the price the same ah (laughs) last year was the first year in which the money prices uh, given by the city administration were the same but okay uh, what they're doing is uh, making unequal the prices of the sponsors (laughs) So basically, there is a part given by the city administration and a part yeah. given by the sponsors, uh, which are sponsored. Yeah, they're fake sponsors, we can say, because they are, these are some money given by the, uh, by the businesses connected with the city administration, the like the public yeah, transport system, so which are yeah, 100% yeah, controlled oh, by the city. Always the same, yeah. Always so it's basically this basically like money coming from the city administration. So in order not to say okay everything is equal, they're giving double money to, to the men with those money there. And yeah, like it's like stupid. Like why, why should you do that? Why are you doing that? Like what's the reason to do that? It's 2022 for crying aloud. Come on. Hey, you um, know what you you know what you need to do. You need find that your own sponsor a big uh, sponsor that only gives money to women and then he only gives you money to you guys that's what we need to do we need to find something yeah that is what is what we are doing like one year 
there was a 2016, if I remember right, uh, they some uh, like I don't know, I don't remember whom they could. Um, they suggested a common sponsor for all the categories, and we had to sign a piece of paper and say yes. And I said, okay, but what's the percentage between men and women for this sponsor? Because mm -hmm. I want to know, because if I'm using all my sponsors, like spaces for that, I want to know what's the percentage. Mm -hmm. Nobody wanted to tell that. So I told the women, ah. don't assign anything. We're going to find our exactly. own. And of I course. actually managed to find a sponsor for all the women who didn't sign that. And the only two that signed that piece of paper got the money of the entire categories. I've seen two only for them, uh, for this unique sponsor, we can say. Mm -hmm. And uh, all the others got to the sponsor that I found. And we got more <laughs> of course, than them that they were supposed to have... Uh, five times more than what they should because they got also the the sponsor prize of all the others who said no yeah yeah of and course not even more <laughs> it's like ah. they are trying to trap us what, what are you doing like you, you're a woman like why why should you like hide behind the men to do what i like, know working hard the way you are you accepting that I know. And it's not only by tradition. I mean, let's remember by tradition, witches were burnt. So do we still burn witches? No, we don't. Tradition can be changed. I mean, tradition's got to be as in you bring forward the good things, uh, uh, but definitely not <laughs> the bad things. Oh, well, well that's one of the peculiarities of Venice. So um, and uh, how many races did you manage to take part into this year? All of them? Yes, yes, all of them. And how, how did it go? Did you win so any? So I won one. Okay. Yeah. Second in another couple. Oh, that's not good. Bad. I mean, it was a good year. When, when, do, when do the races usually happen? In the summer or spring? Yes, or when so we start uh, in, like, with the city or the city races, we can say. We start... Uh, in April, May, and mm -hmm. we end uh, in the middle of uh, September. Okay. Then there are some other races which are not organized by the city council, the city administration, but they are still important. Just mm -hmm. like in the 8th of March, we have uh, our, the only race in the year in uh, Carolina, which is a boat with six rowers. Mm -hmm. So all women, six women per boat. Then uh, in October, there is the race, uh, the only race in which there's a man and a woman in the same ah, boat. Okay. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. There is actually, I was going to ask you that. There is actually a mixed race. Oh, that's interesting. Yes, yes. And now okay. in December, we're going to have uh, uh, a race in Carolina. So still six people per boat with the two uh, women champions, two men cha champions, we can say. And mm -hmm. two young guys. Nice. That is going to be beautiful. Okay. When, when's that? In December? It's the fourth of December. Isn't it going to be freezing cold? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Listen, if people want to see these races, I mean, as you say, the city is not exactly advertising. Uh, it's not easy because I know myself, because I wanted to see a couple of those. Every time you do the Burano one or stuff, I'm always thinking, yeah, I love to go, but it's hard. But if somebody wants to um, see it, is there any way you can do it with Raw Venice or at least do the historic regatta with Raw Venice or something like that? So we are uh, trying to do something like we bought a few years ago, a huge bragozzo, like a, mm -hmm. a boat, uh, uh, a typical Venetian boat uh, that you, we used to be move sailing and rowing. Now we, we actually have a motor in um, uh -huh. because if we want to follow the races, we have enough space to host people. Okay. Um, so we have the chance to follow the race, actually. Okay. Um, is just writers and <laughs> this is the, the thing we can say because in our social media we always try to advertise all the races that's going to be in the, in the year fantastic like a few days in advance we started writing that especially on uh, on the facebook and instagram especially um, mm -hmm. because most of uh, the instructors uh, take part in the competitions so, so right. we always say invite to cheer for our instructor every time of course so um, every time we have the chance to follow the races with our bragots with our boat we always uh, you know yeah mm -hmm. how, how many <laughs> yeah. people can come in the bragotso it's got nine ten something like oh, that oh okay okay that's nice okay great oh elena I, this was so interesting i mean i'm dying to I mean, I got to say, I'm dying to take a rowing lesson, but I'm just so scared because I'm not a very good uh, swimmer. So I'm so worried. <laughs> for me no, to the water. Don't say that. You have to have no, the right, uh, the right um, teacher, like a teacher who won't to let you fall in the water. <laughs> As he grabs it. No, I'll probably come with like a, a lot of lifeboats and stuff like that. Anyway, <laughs> listen, uh, where can people find you, uh, your website and on social media, if they want to get in touch with you to book uh, uh, rowing lessons? Yes, like uh, rowvenice.org for uh, our website and uh, everything connected with like rowvenice and nothing more than that for mm -hmm. Instagram and Facebook. And this is, uh, yeah, more or less everything. Like we always answer to every single request immediately. <laughs> Sorry, didn't hear you. Didn't hear you. <laughs> we we answer to every single request immediately. Oh, that's Try good. To. Well, so many of you, I should bloody hope so. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's nice that... because uh, we we have uh, a nice system which like uh, there are three, four people following uh, the social media five six people following the email and uh, and the website uh, request that's good so. that's good yeah yeah but that's we must very do good that because, if... because everyone have his own job you know so you can't of just uh, be 24 hours on something uh, of course uh, and also but if one nice is also. doing a lesson uh, somebody else have to look at the website and stuff so of course that's very good. So anyway, let's repeat that the courses are, uh, they usually last a yes? One hour and a half, yes. Oh, an hour and a half, okay. Yes, they can yes. be done by everybody because they can... Yes. Children, older people, whatever. Yes, yes, uh, yes. And uh, all they got to do is get in touch with you, book it, and you do it all throughout the year or just in the summer? All throughout the year. 
oh in the cold okay right brave brave people oh don't tell me you were out the other day in the, in the freezing no no cold. like oh, I, okay. I saw i saw the forecast in advance and i said like stop all the booking don't do anything yeah. that would have been so, so dangerous okay right uh elena thank you so much and uh, when's the next race in, in a couple of weeks right i'm gonna try where is it on the canal grande no, Where? no, in the Canal Grande, eh, the, the city no. administration never give uh, the, the, these locals, <laughs> uh, you know, the permission. The permission, of to course, stop yes. Lots of tourists. Yeah, only, like. yeah, only taxis and uh, <laughs> only taxis and gondolas and motorboats. <laughs> yeah, so no, yeah, exactly. This race okay. in order to be far from uh, the city center and knowing that the, the rowing uh, uh, champions, uh, the rowing. Uh, uh, mm -hmm. athletes are considered the trash by the city administration this race is called the trash race actually regatta delle scoasse and uh, Dai, okay. is, uh, the trash race we start from uh, the uh, trash collection point uh, of uh, lido of malamocco lido ah, and okay. we reach the trash collection okay. collection point of venice sacafisola <laughs> Oh, wow. Okay. That's oh, my God. You're going through the canal of the Giudecca then? No, no, no. We stay behind, ah. like in the ah, okay. South okay. Because Lagoon. I was thinking, whoa, that's going to be... Uh, yeah, Lagoon. okay. Yeah, that's better. Because I was thinking of the canal of the Giudecca. That's another interesting uh, <laughs> rowing part to do. Okay, Elena, thank you so much. And I hope uh, some people will manage to come and see you. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you uh, at the historic regatta. Well, I always get to, and I always get to cheer you girls when you pass in all the time. Also Bravo. because your boat is so recognizable. So it's, uh, I'm always saying, ah, screaming at you. Thank you again Bravo, for, <laughs> thanks again for chatting with us. Okay, ciao, ciao. Thank you, ciao. Thank you again, Elena, for this beautiful talk. You can find Elena and her team at www.rowvenice.org and on all social medias as Raw Venice. Thank you again for listening. If you want to book a food tour or a cooking experience with me, you can find me on my blog www.monicacesarato.com or at cookingvenice.com and also on all social medias with the handle at Monica Cesarato and at cookingvenice. Feel free to leave a comment or write to info at monicacesarato.com for more information about the people featured in the podcast or Venice. Bye-bye! Sentire Media Hey, podcast producers and show hosts. Do you want to join a podcast network that celebrates all things Italian? At Sentiri Media, we understand the allure of Italy and its unique culture. Our devoted team of hosts and producers are all driven by their shared passion for Italy. And we work tirelessly to create the best lifestyle podcasts and content that will whisk you away to the very heart of Italy. With us, you can savor the mouth-watering flavors, get lost in the stories from the past, break down the cultural barriers, and truly immerse yourself in the vibrant traditions of this intoxicating country. If you have a great podcast idea or are already in production and would like to join Sentire Media, head over to sentiremedia.com, that's S-E-N-T-I-R-E media.com, and find out how to submit your show.